You're listening to a provocation from the 2013 World's Literature Festival, where writers from across the world gather to discuss the art and craft of writing. This year's salon is on the theme of ways of reading, ways of writing. On the Japanese language and the use of personal pronouns in fiction. So, on the, on the Japanese language and the use of personal pronouns in fiction. Not long ago, the governor of Osaka, Hashimoto Koryu, was widely condemned both domestically and internationally for comments he made about the Japanese army's policy during World War II of forcing women into sexual slavery as so-called military comfort women. In a press conference Hashimoto held in the wake of the controversy, he tried to defend himself, suggesting that he had merely been describing the wartime situation, not condoning it, and that the media had distorted his words. Hashimoto's efforts to explain away his comments are pure sophistry, of course, but one should not overlook the fact that his prevarication was enabled, on some level, by a special characteristic of the Japanese language itself, the tendency to abbreviate grammatical subjects. In other words, even in what, uh, what we might think of as a first-person context in which the speaker is saying, I think, so-and-so, there's no need either to write or to speak the first-person pronoun, watashi, to identify the thinking subject. When Hashimoto offered his views on the military comfort room, he never once said, I think that. This is what allowed him to claim that he was simply describing the situation at the time, not the military. ちょっとはでも、社会圏でも強いな質問する記者を独特の路地から見つかって徹底的にノーパス。テレビの視聴者は極めて生き生きとした容赦のない彼の語り口と新聞記者やテレビ局の記者が形成不利になっていく心情、
people watching him on TV took a certain pleasure in the very dynamic, unforgiving manner in which he communicates, and in the sight of him making mincemeat of reporters. No doubt his skill in using mass media to convey a populist message has been a factor in considerable success he's had in elections, at least so far. ではなぜ日本語から主語が絶やす消えてしまうようになったのか日本文化には私が私がと自分を主張しないことを美徳とする傾向があります反対に言えば心ではどう思っていたとしても結果として不批判に体制に従う傾向がある声よりも集団が優先する圧力よりも調和を望むこの文化的な傾向と文章や話し言葉における私の省略は同根であると私は考えています So, why is it so common for the grammatical subject to drop out in Japanese? There is in Japanese culture a tendency to regard it as a virtue when people don't aggressively push themselves forward, saying, I think this, I want that. Of course, from another point of view, one might also suggest that people have a tendency, regardless of what they may be thinking in private, to go along with the system uncritically. Groups are valued over individuals. Friction is avoided in order to maintain a sense of harmony. These broad cultural propensities, I think, share a common root with the urge to abbreviate the first person pronoun whenever possible. So, the definition of 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 the アイノベルは書き手と小説の主人公がほぼイコールであるという前提に読者も書き手も暗黙の了解のうちに立って書かれる小説ですが主人公は必ずしも一人称ではなくフィクショナルな名前が与えられて加工の三人称で書かれることも少なくありませんつまりまるで他人事のような語り口で自分の身辺に起こったことを書くということがしばしば起こりこのことを予測しておきます The I novel is a type of fiction written with the understanding shared by readers as well as by the author herself, but the protagonist is more or less a standing for the author. The protagonist is not necessarily identified in first person, however. Not infrequently, she will be given a fictional name and described from a fictional third person perspective. In other words, the author will often treat events in her own life as though they happen to someone else. I wanted to add this as a footnote for discussion the other day. A note from the translator. I novel is the standard translation for Shishosetsu or Watakushi Shishosetsu. But one might argue that it is in fact a standard mistranslation and a blatant mistranslation at that. The Shi or Watakushi in the name of the genre is an adjective, not a pronoun, and the genre might better be described in English as personal or private fiction. So, I novel. 書き手によって想像されたフィクショナルな人物としての私が主人公の小説であり日本語の一人称小説の場合私という主語一人称代名詞は文脈によっては省略されることがしばしば起こりますそして読者はそのことに気づかずに読み進めているのではないかと思われますそれでは書き手の側から考えた場合どうなるのか私は昨年初めての長編小説を一人称で書きましたこの時の経験をお話しします In any event, it is quite common in first person fiction in Japanese for the grammatical subject, the pronoun watashi, to be alighted. And this holds true whether we are discussing a so called I novel, in which an authorial I is the protagonist, or a work centering on an entirely fictional character. One suspects that readers don't even notice this illusion. 
But what if we consider the, this issue from a writer's perspective? Last year, I wrote my first novel, and I wrote it in the first person. I'd like to talk a bit about that experience. 私が何より多くの時間を割いたのは日本語として文章を洗練させることでした。これまで膨大に書かれてきた日本語の小説、それは約千年前に書かれた現地物語。マイケルエメリクさんはその重要な歴史についての研究者としても最も注目される方ですが
私という存在は他者からはっきりと自立した子である必要はないという文化的な要請が小説家の無意識に働きかけているかもしれません場合によっては私と他者の区切りがたい淡いの中にこそ文学が生まれると考えるのが日本文学の一つの特質である可能性も考えられるのではないか例えばそれはジョンさんが言及されていた子守歌に似たものとして語られることを望んでおり読者に深く働きかけるためには私はかえって邪魔になるという無意識も存在するのではないか One further, some adulting possibility we must consider is that in some cases at least, the I in first person novels written in Japanese isn't actually all that important. Perhaps without completely realizing it, novelists are being swayed by the culturally defined notion that the being known as I need not be an entirely independent individual sharply distinguished from its others. Who knows, perhaps it's even possible that Japanese literature is what it is. Because we share a sense that literature comes into being precisely in the gray area between self and other. Perhaps unconsciously we yearn for literature that takes something like the form of those lullabies Sean mentioned and feel that the intrusion of an eye will, in fact, get in the way, preventing the work from touching the reader deeply. その人物のキャラクターによって、あるいは主人公と主人公を取り囲む人物たちとの関係、力学によって、あるいは男女の密接、世代によって、あるいは身分や育ちによって、一般的に使われるものだけでも数種類ものバリエーションがあります。字の文と会話文で、同じ人物の一人称代名詞が変わることも珍しくありません。私の長編小説は、1982年を現在としている世界が全体の5分の4を占め、残りの5分の1はその約30年後を描いていますが82年の時点での一人称代名詞は僕でない2011年の一人称代名詞は私ですここで認証を変えたのは23歳で設計事務所に入所した若手の認証には僕がふさわしいと考え約30年後の自分で設計事務所を主催するようになった人物には僕はやや子供じみて感じられることつまり成熟した人間としての認証を選んだということになります。It is not uncommon for a first person protagonist to use one first person pronoun in narrative passages and another in speaking to other characters. Four fifths of my novel is set in 1982, while the remaining fifth covers three decades since then. In the part set in 1982, the narrator refers to himself with the first person pronoun, Boku, while in the rest, written from the perspective of 2011, he uses the pronoun, Watashi. This is because Boku seemed right when the protagonist was 23 and had just gotten his first job at an architecture firm. They're slightly too childish for the man who had become 30 years later, an architect with his own studio. It felt necessary, in other words, to use a pronoun suited to a mature individual. 三人称も頻繁に省略されているのがわかります。例えば、源氏物語を読むとき、ここで泣いているのは誰か、恐ろしいと感じているのは誰か、認証が省略された
そうやっていくために分からなくなることがしばしば起こるのです。So、what about まあ All these characteristics of fiction written in Japanese make it impossible for translators to produce merely literal renderings of foreign works. By the same token, when translations of Japanese fiction are published overseas, one can only assume it must be necessary to fill in personal pronouns. It would be interesting to hear Michael Emmerich's thoughts as a translator when I'm thinking of how the deeply rooted characteristics of Japanese fiction embodied in the illusion of personal pronouns might be communicated to a foreign audience. One can only assume that the filling in of pronouns entails certain losses, certain gains. I might note in this connection that it seems only natural to me that Murakami Haruki, who enjoys such broad popularity overseas, first began writing his novels in the first person, but now writes them in the third person. アイザック・バシェベス・シンガーの小説は日本では長らく英語版からの翻訳で読まれてきました先日イリッシュ語のオリジナル版から訳されたものが刊行され読んだ印象が以前とあまりに違うので驚きましたユダヤの共同体の中でやり取りされる言い回しや儀式が本人が協力した英語訳の際には少なからず削除されていたからですアイザック・バシェベス・シンガーの小説は日本では長らく英語版から訳されたものが And translations done in the English. Recently, a translation, that,、uh, translation from the original Yiddish was published, and I was startled to find how different it was. To discover, that is, how many spoken phrases and rituals and the like that would have had meaning in the context of the Jewish community had been deleted in English language translations prepared with the author's cooperation. I'm curious to hear how people gathered here today who plan out and write works of fiction decide in what grammatical person to write and how personal pronouns function in your works of fiction. And what kinds of changes might occur when your fiction is translated, what is gained in the process, and what is lost? A note from the translator. The English language first person pronoun I appears in this translation only when a first person pronoun appears in the Japanese text on which it was based. A note from the translator. <laughs> Matsuya Masashi has given us 
quite a lot to think about. He has been given us more to think about than we at first realized. Behind me was a stone wall. Near the top of the wall, one row below the top of the wall. Near the top of the fourth stone to the right of the chimney, if it is a chimney, in a spot invisible, perhaps, to some of you. For the past three days, at least, a bit of tissue paper, if that is what it is, has been fluttering. Stuck to the stone, a bit of tissue stirring slightly in random breezes. There is something relevant, feel, in the random conjunction of breeze and stone and paper, the solidity of this fragility. One day, perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow, some other day, the bit of tissue paper will, no doubt, be dislodged, it will fall away, and only the wall will remain. The wall is grammar. The wall is language, the structure of language. No, no, should be more precise. The wall is a language, the structure of a language. The scrap of tissue is what you say, what you have said, what you will say. I'm not writing this in English, speaking these words in English. You have, perhaps, noticed that though I'm speaking in the first person, have not been using the first person pronoun, have been eliding it, abbreviating it. And yet, curiously, it is still there. It is a part of the wall to which my words so tenuously, so briefly cling. Matsue Masashi has spoken about something very specific, particular to the Japanese language, but his gesturing, I think, to an issue much larger, to the ways in which the scraps of tissue we throw at the wall, hoping they will catch for a moment, for a day, or two, on its rough surface, are at the mercy of the wall, of language, of a language. And speaking to you in English, we are all speaking to each other in English. Almost all. There is an exception. The wall we see through the glass in this room is an English wall. If we were in another room, throwing scraps of tissue at another wall, hoping they will stick for two days, or one day, or three days, or at least a moment, we would be having a different conversation. The grammar of another language would let us say different things and avoid saying different things and avoiding acknowledging that we had, in fact, said different things. The most important part of what Matsuye Masashi said to you, must assure you, as his translator today, is not the part translated. It is the part you heard when he spoke directly to you, of which you did not understand a word. <laughs> Should be more precise. What matters most is the very fact of its incomprehensibility, which is one of the great powers of language, and the possibility that someday you might acquire the ability to understand. It is the fact that gradually, very, very gradually, the scraps of tissue paper we keep throwing at the wall will begin to wear the wall away, changing its shape. Mm -hmm.